I'm Nicole Wakeland. And I'm Eileen Falkenberg-Hull. And this is Fast Women, brought to you by Newsweek. We travel the world, stay in the best hotels, drive the newest cars, and have off-the-beaten-path adventures. And we're going to tell you all about it. Let's buckle up and hit the road. Let's hit the road. Angry Eileen. Damn it. Hit the road. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey everyone, welcome to episode five of the Fast Women Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Eileen. And we're here starting off with the GMC Hummer EV. I know, it's going to surprise everybody that we actually spent time uh, in Arizona and in uh, California over the last two weeks. Such unique places to go for us, like we haven't been 8,000 million times. I know, but we did stay in different places. So, I mean, at least we've got that going for us. So first we're talking about GMC Hummer EV, which we stayed at in Arizona we stayed mm-hmm. at the Mountain Shadows Resort. In the Which sounds very sort of elusive, like Mountain Shadows. It is. Ah. It is. It is in the shadow of Camelback Mountain. Sounds so <laughs> romantic and like ooh la la. But it's a golf resort, and we don't ever go golfing when we're there. So no. yeah. But everybody else does. So when I come out like in jeans and a shirt and shoes to go drive the EV, Hummer EV off road, and there's like hoda hoda ho coming in his like polo shirt and stuff. I'm like, sorry, dude, pardon me. I don't know fit with your little scheme here, but And they're also tan. <laughs> they're tan. They're wearing their they're... white hat and their white shoes. And we're like, I'm dressed for desert driving and sweating all day. And I feel unbelievably pale. Like you got like yes. they just spent their entire lives just baking in the sun. I'm like, hi, I live in New Hampshire. <laughs> this is what I look like in a Yes, yes. And then they all go and have a wedding reception at the bar downstairs while we're all trying to sleep because we have to get up and, you know, fly back home. And it's just a noisy, raucous little group getting their groove on when we just want to take a nap. Bless them. But, but it is a beautiful area. A beautiful yeah, area. Yeah, it, it is change. a lovely hotel. If you do golf and you want to have a wedding, wedding reception, the Mountain Shadows Resort huh, is actually quite nice. It's and lovely. it's completely different. It's in Scottsdale, but it's completely different than the resort on the other side of the mountain, which we talked about when we did the Lincoln episode, which is yes. the Arizona Biltmore. Two totally different vibes. Mountain yes. Shadows is much more modern and very cementy, which isn't a word, but I'm going to make it a word today. Cementy. It's very cementy. It's, it's, it's accurate. It, it's it's block, right? It is block. It's it's not really retro, but it's kind of got a little bit of a mid-century modern vibe to it. Um, but very cool. It's it's Rooms are a little noisy, but... Uh, and that's just because people in the hallway are noisy. Like, don't go yes. yelling down the hallway. I'm sorry. I don't care about your business. Don't go yelling down the hallway all times of the day. I know. Here, So here's our pro tip. If you're having a conversation of any kind on your phone or with somebody and you're walking down the hallway, be aware that there's other humans in those rooms. And not only A, are you keeping them up at 2 a.m., but B, we all now all know your business. Like, if you were having conversations, you don't want other people. The hallways are not soundproof, people. I am like, very aware that, that. that Jimmy bailed out Johnny last week and that now they are <laughs> they are now at the resort together and he's hoping that Johnny doesn't get drunk again and cause some mayhem. Yes, we, our whole resort knows. The whole resort knows. And if you're looking to do corporate espionage, find out yes. where people are staying and just sit there by your door and you can get all the juice, all the details you want on everything going. Because nobody, it's like everyone forgets that there's other humans behind all those closed doors. Right, right. And I can forgive like the screaming child who runs down the hallway a little bit. Like I'm like, no parent wants that to happen. But like yes. you are a grown bleep adult. Get your mm together and don't go running <laughs> down the hallway. Like, yes. Be don't go quiet. Running, don't scream. Don't talk on the phone. Be courteous yes. because, I mean, we've all been there. It's bad enough having to hear, like, you're laying in bed. You're like, oh, I don't have to get up for another hour, even though you're awake. And everyone else's Apple alarm is going off on their iPhone. And you're <laughs> and like, you hear it. who is that? Who is that? What's going on? And the, oh, my gosh. 
but yeah, so like that's those are you know that's that's the hazards of the life on the road. But the hazards um, of life on the road, yes, the good way to put it. We were able to escape Scottsdale during this journey, mm-hmm. and we journeyed up near what is spelled as Prescott, but the locals call Prescott, which makes me think of like press kit, like the the things they give us with all the details oh. on the vehicles, and I, that's legit. I don't like that's legit. I always think of Triscuits, which are also dry, Triscuit. just like the desert. Triscuits. What's the other town? There's another town we go. What is it? The one with the really good Pinot Noir that I like um, in Oregon. I say it wrong all the time. There's a town that doesn't look like, oh, it looks like it's spelled Willamette, but it's Willamette. Willamette. It's Willamette, damn it. Yes, yes Willamette, <laughs> damn it. And I, <laughs> yes, we do That's go there. And one. they have fantastic Pinot Noir in Willamette, Oregon, in the Willamette Valley, I believe. And that one messes me up too. And I, I literally, I go to order it in a restaurant and I'm like, can I have the... Willamette? Yes, I'll take that Pinot. Like, I literally have to say that in my head to say the name of the town right. And I think every time you order it, you text me, and you just write, Willamette, damn it. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah. just so you know, used it today. There we okay. go. But back to not drinking, back to actually sober yes. driving of the 2022 GMC yes. Hummer EV first edition. So to leave Scottsdale uh-huh. and get up near Prescott, we had to do a good amount of road driving, which, you know, all yeah. roads lead to Dutch Brothers which is, you know, my motto yes. personally. So we swung Absolutely. by the Dutch Brothers, which traditionally the happiest baristas on the planet work for Dutch Brothers. 100%. But we had an extra, extra happy barista. Why was that, Nicole? Because she thought that this really cool truck was really cool. And the funny thing was she she didn't know what it was because who does? If you haven't seen one or you're not like a car person, you have no idea that this truck even exists. And you see this gigantic tank sized thing and you wonder, oh my gosh, what are these women driving? And she noticed it and it's like bright, shiny, white, perfect. Cause they, you know, buffed and polished it to within an inch of its life before we get to drive it. And she said, what, you know, what is that? What do you, what, and we told her what we drive. She said, that's a Hummer. And this is the best part. Don't they get really bad fuel economy? Completely <laughs> unprompted. Well, it wasn't like she knew what we did for a living. She was just like, oh, nope. that's terrible for the environment. In a, like a and super nice said, way. Right. In a very nice way. We said, no, but wait, this is not the Hummer of old. This is the Hummer of new. This is actually an electric truck. And she's pretty stunned. Even the guy over her shoulder sort of looked out the window. What are they driving? And she said Which it was kind of funny. She said it looked like a spaceship with that. So that was really cool. I mean, it, yes, it, cars because there's all. Yeah. yeah. And there's all sorts of um, moon moon lunar related Easter eggs and stuff yes. in this vehicle. So the fact I think it's only on the driver's side door. For the, the little uh, speaker screen of the driver's side door, it has the little stamp, yes. and it's supposed to be Neil Armstrong's footprint on the moon, right? Yes, and when you look at it, when you first look at it, you don't see it at all. Once somebody points it out to you, it really does look like a little astronaut boots, because the pattern, the rest of the pattern on the grill is supposed to be actually some section of the moon. So the speaker girls have moon prints, and then one of them gets Neil Armstrong's boot print on it. Yeah, just kind of cool, different. I mean, speaker girls yeah. are all different, so it's nice to actually have something... Uh, they called this the moonshot vehicle for GM. So yes. kind of a relation there. But anyway, so we drove up, we turned into yes. this development that is not built yet, and we went off-roading. Yes. Now, I drove the section from Dutch Brothers up to the off-roading site, and I have to say that the Hummer takes up not just most of the lane, but the whole lane. Every bit. The whole road. The whole, it's and enormous. It is all enormous. Of it. And you and I have driven, we've driven large trucks, we've driven... A, I've driven a tank. I don't know if you've driven a tank. I've driven a tank. I have not. But I haven't driven one on the road. So, I mean, I can imagine. It's like the same size. Like, you just get in it. You're like, this thing is enormous. There is very little wiggle room within the lane. Like, you can't, you have Mm -hmm. to be paying attention the whole time. 
and I got on the highway and I quickly discovered and so did the Infinity Q5 behind me and I would like to openly apologize to them because I made a lane change. <laughs> I never saw them. Never saw them. I don't think the blind spot monitoring picked it up. Um, they were nice enough to let me know they were there by honking their horn and gesturing at me with one solo finger. Yes. So in, in case you're wondering, they do need know how to flip you off in Arizona. Yes, Arizona. <laughs> um, and I did apologize. I did the whole like, oh, I'm so sorry, wave when they did yes. pass me on the driver's side. Um, but the blind spot is like the size of a barn on that thing. I mean, the whole yeah. truck is the size of a barn, but the blind spot is enormous and it's both sides. And it is that is I mean, that is what it is. I mean, technology can only go so far. But um, it's not it's not ideal. It's not ideal. But also, well, and Eileen, you you had said that when we were driving up, and at, at you know sitting in the passenger seat, I thought, huh, yeah, it kind of does look like there's a blind spot. As soon as I got on the car in the car and drove back, I think I was in it for thirty seconds. And I thought, oh, she's not kidding. There's a huge blind spot. It would be so easy to just accidentally run poor infinities off the road without me. Oh my to. gosh, you can do any. Like, I, I'm convinced that you would not see a tractor trailer behind it if in the blind yeah. spot. Like it's huge. It's a problem. Like it's a genuine safety issue I couldn't ever really figure out how to get the mirrors right to make sure that you really could see like we were messing with them really trying our best but um yeah so we drove up there we went off-road and you and I both did the same off-roading course we did twice we went up and back and up and back yeah um what did you think of it off-road I mean, it is good off-road. And the thing off-road that's that's almost freakly weird about it is as gigantic as it is when you're driving it on the highway and you're taking up the entire road, you feel like it's going to have that same sort of overwhelming presence of, of not being able to fit through any spaces once you take it into the dirt. It handles so well that you, you sort of forget the size of it when you're out there. Like it doesn't feel as big in the wrong ways. Like it feels big, like you can conquer stuff, but it doesn't feel cumbersome. I I thought it was really good off-road. I really liked it and it climbed over everything. It had no problem. Yeah, it was phenomenal off-road. And I will say that I will say that their tagline should be best under 30 miles an hour. Like the, yes. the like that that is the sweet spot for the Hummer EV. And I don't know how people are going to take it off-road, especially the first edition which is like $110,000. Uh, sold out, but $110,000, but it was fantastic. It, it climbed everything. Now we didn't do like cheap Wrangler style rock climbing, but we did some pretty right. decent trails. We did some hard packed dirt. We did some loose dirt. We did some loose gravel. Uh, it handled it really well. It was able to easily maneuver around corners in a quite tight space, which is really impressive. And we had a couple of spots where there were sort of, it wasn't really a canyon, but you know, the terrain mocked a canyon for a short time. So when you went in, they had spotters kind of guiding you left and right because there wasn't a lot of clearance on either side of the truck. And still it, it, it navigated those very tight spots without feeling unwieldy and thinking, I'm just going to slide right into that rock wall. Nope. It did exactly what you wanted to do. It went exactly where you pointed it. So one of the off-road things that it has, or I guess it's an anywhere thing, but particularly if you're off-road, is the crab walk. Very cool feature. Very cool. Which is cool, but by the same token, okay, so crabs go from left to right, like in a pretty straight line, like pretty directly left-right. If you could see me trying to show Eileen what left-right means. It's fantastic. You're like jiving, like you're in some sort of twist from the 1950s. If Dick Clark comes around your corner to do some spins, some tunes from American Bandstand, he's going to feel right right I got this. So it's like, so it does a left-right, but it's really more like catty corner. It's not exactly left, right. It's a little slightly diagonal. So it takes a little getting used to, because if you think you're going to engage crab walk and go exactly to the side, you go a little bit off from the side. We did watch one guy that was driving and he was trying the crab walk clearly. Cause you, when you're behind it, you can see the vehicle doing what 
vehicles technically shouldn't do. And he didn't quite have it. There was like this shrubbery slash cactus slash rock situation. Oh God, that was so funny. There was us and was it an engineer that was in a truck with us and we're all watching. We're like, we're saying, they go, oh, oh, stop, stop, stop. Oh. Okay, there we go. Might have lost a tire. <laughs> it was. And so, like, you're talking about the crab walk feature is there's a, a motor on each of the four wheels of the Hummer, and they can move where it can actually kind of skirt the vehicle from side to side as it moves forward rather than actually doing a whole turn. So it helps you get mm-hmm. out of tight corners. It helps you get around obstacles. Just in a completely different fashion. It's very easy to engage, very easy to use, and yes. very cool. But looking from behind when you and I were driving behind people on the trail and we do we t- you know we stay a safe distance away but you can still see what's going on the I'm going to say undercarriage because it sounds sexy the undercarriage of the Hummer EV you can see the wheels doing different things and because it has the four motors and the way the steering goes the wheels don't always go the same direction and they're not doing the same things that a traditional vehicle would do it. An internal combustion engine vehicle would do. So you see, like, all of a sudden you'll be looking and you're like, that tire should not be going that way. And if we were behind a regular <laughs> truck, we'd be like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. Like, you've broken your truck. But behind- Something is wrong. Yeah, but with these electric vehicles and the way they're designed, like, it's just, it's something that your eyes really have to get used to. And the whole day, I think you and I were just like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, no, that's okay. That's okay. He's okay. Like, we don't need to warn it, him. And it also, it feels just, as weird as it looks to watch it. It also feels weird to see it. Like, because you're turning your wheel and you're expecting traditional, like, now I'm going to the right. And it's like, oh, wait, I'm sl-. It feels like you broke something. Like, for all the world you're driving, you think, I broke the truck. But you didn't. It's just fine. And one thing we did not break the truck doing um but we did test it and we tested it on pavement um at the arizona cardinal mm-hmm. stadium because as you do um the only place we could do it yes. safely i guess in all of arizona was we went and tried the what's to freedom which um is abbreviated wtf for those of you who are who are wondering um and that's because not, engineers that's not, are all 10 at heart yeah that's not us saying that that is general motors their official line on that is it oh, is yeah. the wtf function um so we yes. got a little sticker that had the crab on it and it had the car and like in a black like as a black and white cartoon stretch it was sketch it was the car a crab and it said wtf and it took me a second when that was sitting there i'm like why are they so oh what's yeah. to freedom yeah I mean, I mean, it is what it is, right? So we, uh, we, what it does is it basically is a launch control for the vehicle and it can launch the vehicle from zero to 60 miles an hour. And I believe it's right at three seconds or just sub three seconds. So it's right there. It's mm-hmm. a Porsche, Porsche 911. Um, yeah, that, that's about how fast it is. But I mean, you're moving an 11,000 pound truck from zero to 60 in three seconds, uh, it's it's phenomenal. Like it's like riding a roller coaster. It's it is. You put it down. You don't feel like you're out of control. Um, it, it it does exactly as advertised. It moves from zero to sixty in three seconds. It's fun. It's yes. fun. It's it's a good it time. Is, I don't. I mean, there unless you're. But like with any launch control in any vehicle, whether it's this or whether it's a you know Challenger Hellcat or whatever, there are only very select circumstances where you can actually play with this. So if you have you know closed course professional driver situation someplace where you can play with it. Otherwise you can't really play with this without causing severe risk to everyone. So it's, you know, only do it where it's, where it's good, which, and we don't have this on our show notes. So I'm going to mention this, the really cool screen 
the like infotainment screen is this really oh, high yeah. quality infotainment screen. There's a, there is a, I want to say it's the Unreal Engine. I might be making that up. It's what's used in a video game. So you get video game quality graphics and whoever the engineers behind this had fun with this. Every time you change something, including when you go into WTF mode, there's this whole little graphic with a car going here and there. It's, it's actually really slick. She's mocking me because I want <laughs> to get using hands. hand motions. You're, I do. You're very Italian today, Nicole. <laughs> If we had video, this would be a whole different podcast. Um, so you, so it's actually this really cool graphic. In fact, one of the modes, it looks for all the world like you're just in the the EV, Hummer EV is just cruising along on the surface of Mars. It's really slick. It's really cool. They I don't think it's job. necessary, but it's cool. It's very cool. So we like that. We liked all the engineering. We really liked the Watch to Freedom and the Crab Walk. Very cool. Did we like the interior? It was fine. It was very GM. <laughs> It's very yeah, GM, it's, like, like I, and I, I struggle with that. You and I, so you and I, when we did this Generation Traverse, I don't know, five years ago now, four years ago, yeah. and one of the things we got in were like, there are six different materials in six inches on this car. Like, you could yeah. see it layered on the dashboard. Like, I get in this one, I'm like, it looks like you should be able to hose it out, but I don't think you're supposed to. And right. I don't know, I don't know if I'd call that a feature. Like, I'm like, I mean, the Bronco, that's a feature. In a Wrangler, <laughs> that's a feature. And this, I'm like, did they not have anything else? I feel like they have other things. Yeah, it's not like it's bad. Like, I don't imply that it's like this horrible, awful interior that we hated or anything, but it has, you know, again, $110,000. It's not a cheap car. So you want it to kind of look like it's $110,000 and it doesn't. And like you can it make has, it more rugged, right? Where you like, you're like, oh, it yeah. should have like, like Subaru has that soft text interior. There's a couple yeah. other automakers that have it where you're like, this is rugged, but it's not cheap looking. This is just, it's not, it's not ideal. Like I, I would be, I mean, but you're not buying the Humber for the inside. You're buying it because it's got cool graphics, it's got cool engineering and you want to be looking cool in it, which I will say, and you saw this too, we were pulled up as traffic light in Scottsdale and a guy literally yeah. took down his sunglasses and looked at us over the top of his sunglasses. Like my mother-in-law looks at me over the top of her glasses when she thinks I've said something inappropriate, but it uh -huh. was because he was actually interested in what was going on as opposed to my mother-in-law who shoots scorn in my direction. Um, but I love her nonetheless. And I think he Very loved, good. I think he loved the Hummer because it's just, you want to be seen in it. It's cool. It's a cool vehicle. It's cool engineering. It's great to see this, like I said, this moonshot vehicle really come to market and and be, I think, as good as you and I had hoped it would be. I think it actually exceeded our expectations. It did. It exceeded my expectations because it because it's so big. I just couldn't see how it would be fun to drive. It's going to feel like the tank you drove, Eileen. It's going to feel cumbersome. It's going to feel ponderous. None of those things are true. Other than the fact that you realize it's big because it takes the entire lane and there's horrific blind spots. It doesn't feel unwieldy. It actually is really nice to drive. It's a fun car to drive. So why don't we do that? So when we get back from break, I will tell you about a car that I drove that was also fun to drive and also super luxurious. Okay. So we'll be right back. Sounds good. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. I went and did something really cool without you last week. It just left me behind. Whatever. I left you behind. It doesn't mean I don't mm -hmm. love you, but um, mm -hmm. I got to go to San Francisco and, you guessed it, Napa Valley. <laughs> 
and drive something that is a complete redesign of a vehicle. Not new, not completely fresh new like the Hummer was, but I got to drive the new Land Rover Range Rover, uh, which is a phenomenal luxury vehicle. Pricey as all get out, but just a very cool vehicle. How much is it? So where is it in there? Uh, you're not. Uh, <gasps> I just saw the price mm. in the show notes. Okay, go ahead. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> um, it's you could buy several Hummer EVs for what you I drove. You could, but anyway, so you could. So the first night, um, I flew into San Francisco and stayed at the St. Regis in San Francisco. Now, did you go on the Lexus LS launch a couple years ago? We went to you did because we went to Skywalker. Oh Ranch. yes, which was all that stuck in yes. my head because Star Wars. Okay, go ahead. Because Star Wars. So you went there and I love that hotel. It is like a sanctuary. Like every room you walk in and it fits you like it's a fine glove. You're just like, this, Ooh. I don't hear anybody. It is like, I'm like, I would shell out money on that hotel. Like, I love <laughs> it. So recommend the St. Regis in San Francisco and the staff for me getting in at like 1.30 in the morning could not have been nicer. And they like, the graveyard shift stinks at a hotel. And they were just so lovely and accommodating and like, were just awesome. So kudos to the St. Regis in San Francisco. Yeah. 10 out of 10, highly recommend. So then after I labored in my lovely five-star, four-star, four-and-a-half, whatever it is, diamond, what medallion status, whatever it's called, <laughs> St. Regis, San Francisco, I um, I woke up the next morning, had a lovely breakfast, and then was driven in a Land Rover to uh, SFO's charter area, where I took a charter plane to Charles Schultz Airport in Napa, as one does. Okay, wait, I just have to tell you, I looked at the Charles Schultz Airport, and now their little logo, it's Snoopy in his, like, race, like, his little hat riding on top of his little doghouse. Well... It's the cutest airport logo in the history of airport logos. Okay, continue. Continue. I did not actually see the Charles Schultz Airport much of it, honestly, um, because we were taken straight off of the private jet and into the new Range Rover uh, first edition, as one does. Okay. So I was I was partnered with Nick Miles, who you know, our friend from Fox and Fox News and Fox and Friends and Fox and Friends and Family and every affiliate across the country. Um, we recently changed a tire together. Nick is also quite handy changing tires. Just so you know. He is a gentleman and a scholar. Like, I, yes. I do enjoy a good Nick Miles time. But anyway, so we got into the five-seater Range Rover uh, first edition, 523 horsepower, um, it has a turbocharged 4.4 liter V8. So it's got, I mean, a, a mammoth under the hood. Um, $164,000 for this five-seater. Um, wow. But it's gorgeous. So it's Does it feel like $164,000? Because we decided the Hummer doesn't quite feel like 110. Does this feel like 164? I would say it feels closer to 164 than the Hummer feels to 110. Okay, that's fair. So I think I think yeah. So it's it's a it's and it's a first edition too. So there's some prestige I think pricing in there. I don't know. I don't know how Land Rover does their pricing, but um, it is <laughs> it is it is it is pretty good. Um. So the one thing I the one problem I have that is plenty of power. I mean, no question, plenty of power. But then you're you're in it and you're driving. And you're like this V8 weighs so much, and the rest of the vehicle doesn't weigh that much. So you feel the back is a little unwieldy. It's not as connected as you want it to be. Um, and if you're loaded up with kids and luggage, yeah, it'll probably balance out a little bit better. But mm -hmm. but for me, I was like, you know what? First edition, this five-seater, that's, that's actually a pass for me. Like, I don't think it's the best the best way that you could absorb uh, what you're getting with, with the Land Rover brand. I think that there's other better okay. options. And there's a ton of options. I mean, there's like five different trim levels, two different engines. There's a lot to look right. at. So, so there's a lot to play with. Um, the next, so Nick and I drove that for like 10 hours, I think. We drove it off-road, oh, on-road. We drove all the way up California 1, um, 
through Sonoma to the coast and then up the coast past Bodega Bay. Uh, we had lunch at a private estate on the Russian River, which was glorious. Like you do. Like you do. Um, it was beautiful. And it, still, though we drive by it all the time, have not been to the Corbel Champagne Cellar, though it is on my bucket list of things to do. Um, back out on the California, we drove all the way to Fort Bragg. Which, I mean, that's not that's wow. not a small distance. Um, and anyone's ever driven the California one up there. Nicole and I were up in Fort Bragg two years ago now for the Subaru Outback launch mm-hmm. where you made me car sick. But I think that was more the latte I had than your actual driving. So we'll let that pass. Oh, fine. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So anyway, so I did not get car sick on this, but we drove it off road, on road. Um, and then we went and stayed the night at the Meadowood Estate, which is in St. Helena. It is like, it reminds me a lot of the Barnsley Gardens Resort in North Georgia. Nicole, I don't know if you've ever been there. Um, Tweety did a program there years ago, Um, but it's really hard to get. There's no good airport for it, so we don't really use it all that often. But it's very similar. It's kind of like in the countryside. It's, um, you get your own like living room and bedroom and bathroom. That's like the size of, I mean, People in New York City would be very pleased at the size of, of your room. Um, but, is it the size of like five New York City oh, apartments? Oh, easily, easily. It's probably like 900 <laughs> square feet. But it is quiet. It's like a sanctuary. It's it's tucked on the hill in the woods. You do feel like you are literally having an escape when you are there. Oh, it looks beautiful. It I'm beautiful. scrolling through online. Yeah, scroll through online. It's gorgeous. I, 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 and again, service was phenomenal there. I highly recommend Meadowood. Um, you know, it, it just, it it's great. So, uh yeah, so highly recommend Meadowood. Um, okay. So after that, we drove a seven-seater SEP 400. Um, now, the SE is what Land Rover says is going to be kind of their market model that everybody in the U.S. is probably going to, most people are going to buy an SE. Um, this had a long wheelbase, so it seats seven, 395 horsepower, which is a lot less than the edition I drove the day before. Uh, Does it feel significantly different? It feels better. Does I it? don't know how they have made less horsepower and a longer wheelbase feel better than than a V8, but it is 100%. Like, it is so much better. It's the balance is better. It just feels right. And we drove it on really twisty, turny roads. Actually, the same roads I drove the Acura MDX Type S on. So I had, like, a uh-huh. like, and that's a sporty model. So I had, like, a kind of a good right. understanding of what I was doing. And I was very impressed with it. I mean, very little body lean. It is, it's connected. It's a good drive. You feel stately and spacious in it, but you've got a good amount of cargo room, a good amount of third row leg room um, for little kids in the back. So I like, to me, that's the model. And if you're looking at the pricing right now on the show notes, I can see your face. Um, it's I am. <laughs> $54,000 less for that model. Now it's, I mean, it doesn't have the first that's edition. Huge. That's a huge like schism, right? That's, there's a lot of space there, but you know what? It's like a thing with launch editions. Like all the OEMs do it. They do a launch edition and there might be a little bit of different under the hood or different trims. And then they slap a couple of badges that say launch edition or first edition or edition one. And it's like, and that will cost you 20 grand. I'm like, but I don't, I don't know how I feel about the launch slash first slash early editions of things. But the good news is no matter which one you choose, they're flipping beautiful. I mean, the back of that new Range Rover, the way it looks like a belt buckle, the sides of it, it is, it's such a progressive design that you don't look at it and you're like, oh, that looks different. You look at it, you're like, that's a good looking SUV. Like, and it looks like a Range Rover. It doesn't look like anything else, Mm -hmm. but especially when it's illuminated and at night and it's, Jerry McGovern did a fantastic job leading the design team for that. Um, they've knocked it out of the park. The interior is luxurious in ways that I don't think Land Rover could have gotten to if you would have asked me about it four years ago, five years ago. Yeah, it really is a beautiful car. It, it It's absolutely stunning. They did a fantastic design job. I love how it's still this 
really large vehicle. It's not petite. No. It's big. But it's they've they've done little design the way they've sculpted and the way they've done things. It keeps a sort of rugged, capable kind of vibe, but still without feeling that bulky heaviness that you kind of get looking honestly at the Hummer EV. This is so much more refined in the styling. Oh, a thousand percent more refined than anything you'll get in the full size segment. I mean, it's 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 not a suburban, right? But it's also I think it's far better than the Mercedes Benz GLS. I mean, I've driven that a couple different times, and I, it just the drivability of the Range Rover does not even compare to the GLS. It is so much better and such better engineering. Um, I can't speak for longevity of it, but I can speak <laughs> for what I did drive at the moment, and I was very impressed with it. Um, but the one I was really impressed with, and I should be for its price point, was the five-seater Range Rover SVP 350. I drove one with a long wheelbase. Um, it has the same horsepower, that same uh, 523 horsepower as the first edition five-seater that I had driven. Um, but it's $218,300. Or for those keeping track at home, two Hummer EVs. Two Hummer EVs, plus delivering a smile. So uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's if you want to customize your vehicle and you want it to be really fast, I mean, that's a great option. That one I did not feel like was uh, weighed down like the five-seater first edition was, and I think it's because it had mm-hmm. the long wheelbase that kind yeah. of equaled it out. But uh, I loved it, and it was so funny because I went back and I was talking to a couple of our friends who you know, and uh, and I said something about how you know, I really liked that one the most, I think, out of everything I drove. And they were like, newsflash, journalist likes most expensive model. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, surprise, surprise. I know, I know. (laughs) But I will say this, I did find both the $218,000 version and the $110,000 version to be quite lovely. And see, so you got, you went both ends. You didn't just say only the expensive one. Also the one that's the most affordable. Right. And it's thinking of the common man who still, you know, spends $110,000 on a vehicle. Right. And that 110 is not the cheapest one either i mean there's there's lower price points um but right. it's still gonna be pricey it's a range rover um right you know what you look good in it you look good in you it you look good in it and so that's that's that so that night we went to dinner at promontory which is an amazing winery that is uh kind of cement it's all cement right it's very modern very modern well lit kind of secluded and once you get in there you're kind of in this like oasis um but you get in and what's really cool about this winery is, and I'm going to be super nerdy here for just a minute, if you'll allow it. Um, no. The, uh, well, okay then mom. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so it's, it's, it's grapes come from this really cool. It's a dual Ridge and Valley area. And so on one side of the Valley, you have uh, sedimentary rocks. And then on the other side of the Valley, you have igneous rock. And in the middle, you have metamorphic rock. And so you actually have grapes that are harvested on the three different types of rock, which gives, I mean, according to their wine expert, which I don't know, I just drink it. I, I'm not there to learn about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they told us that that's what gives it a really unique flavor. And, and it does. Yeah. It has. It's very dry. Like it is the red we had, which I think was about $900 a bottle was. Oh, so cheap wine. Cheap wine. Cheap wine. So you'll find mm-hmm. at Target. Um it, I took a sip and I wanted to drink a glass of water after it. Now, I'm not one of those people that wow. likes really dry wine, but if you are and you are looking to splurge, that is t- that is the place. Yeah, you would have loved it. You would have gurgled now it and used me, it to brush your now teeth. Now you have me wanting to buy a $900 bottle of wine. So it's like, pay the mortgage, buy some wine. Uh, the wine might win. Well, I, I, mean, I mean, my job here is done. We can quit the podcast now. <laughs> so, uh, but I loved it. But then the next day, so when I went, um, the next day after I stayed at Meadowood, we went up to Robert Young Estate. Robert Young Winery. That's in Geyserville, okay. which if you'll remember Geyserville, that's the home of the Geyserville. famous Geyser that is not. 
Geyser that is not Geyser. The Geyser that's not Geyser. Um, and Robert Young Winery is a fantastic place. I can see you, me, our husbands sitting on a sofa there overlooking their their grapes and kind of the little bit of traffic down below the hill. And it's just so serene when you get there. And their wine is a little bit sweeter. I did like their wine a little bit better for my taste. And it's far is cheaper. It, I was going to say, is it $900 a bottle? Like, or can I still, can we like normal people afford this one? So the glass I had at the end of the day, when we were done driving before we went to the airport was like yes. $79 a bottle. Okay, that's a much more yeah. acceptable price point for a bottle of wine. Yeah, it was that not I bad. I have to talk myself into. It was not bad, but um, the winery is just, it's just, it's lovely. Like I, I sat there and I was like, I want to spend time here. I want to, you know, sit here and have a glass of wine and relax. It didn't feel snooty at all, which some of the wineries in that it area can feel. It looks absolutely beautiful. It looks absolutely beautiful and very chill. Like it doesn't have yes. that, like we are a fancy winery. It has a come have a glass of wine and enjoy the prettiness. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed my time at Robert Young. Um, you know, and then from there I was chauffeured back to, uh, the private plane where we departed and flew back to San Francisco where I waited for, get this, 10 and a half hours at the, in the lobby of the Hyatt Regis. I can see your face. Were you unaware of this fact? I feel like I told you I this. I don't remember <laughs> that there was a, I don't remember a 10 and a half hour wait. A 10 at least you're in the lobby of a time. hotel. I thought you were going to say you were in an airport and that would be, that's torturous. No, we had the option and the lovely people at the Hyatt Regency said, we would love to have you come and eat our food and drink our wine for 10 and a half hours while you wait for your plane for your red eye to go back home. Um, so Word. I sat there with some of our friends uh, in the auto industry for 10 and a half hours and we made the best of it um, because SFO does not have flights to the East Coast on Delta after like 3.30 in the afternoon, and we did not arrive before 3.30, so it wasn't going to work, and I would like Delta to change their policy. Please, thank you very much. That's the least you can do for me. <laughs> um, I will not be going to San Francisco anytime soon, though, so you have a couple months and weeks to think about it. Uh, but genuinely, please change your schedule. I'd like to leave and not yeah, have to wait Ed 10 Bastion, and a half hours. If you could, if you could fix that for us, Ed, we'd appreciate Ed's that. It's fantastic. Ed, I love seeing your face. You make you have excellent flight attendants. Anything we could do to help you evaluate your planes any further, please let us know. As long <laughs> as you can make this one little ask for us. Oh, and while we're there, you know what? The other thing I'd like is to have Delta start flying back into Santa Barbara's airport. I miss that. That would be nice too. So why don't oh, we tell people about why we want them to start flying back into Santa Barbara yes. when we come back from break. Sounds like a plan. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, we are back. I am Eileen. I am Nicole. And we are here to talk today about another trip to California. Woohoo! I know you guys are super surprised. California again? What? I know. So but a different place. Some place I like better. It's one of my favorite places in California. Some place we like better. Some place that Delta does not service at the moment via SkyWest or any other affiliated airline. Again, Ed, get on that. Ed, Ed, um, please. Can you hear us, Ed? Is this thing working? Is this thing on? Yes. Tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so Santa Barbara, California, which mm -hmm. I think is my favorite city in California outside of Yountville. I'm going to say I like Santa Barbara better. It's a little more approachable than Yountville. Yeah, I like Santa Barbara. It's because it, it still feels like California. It's beautiful and fun and sunny. And it's it's just a lovely little place. You could just it's wander clean. around. It's, it's very, clean. very tiny. 
Yes. It's clean. It's beautiful. It's like every corner you're like, oh, this is an Instagrammable moment. Oh, this yes. is adorable. Like you just want to go. Like you and I were talking, we were walking the streets early in the morning as we do, not because we're looking for men to, to pick us up and take us for a ride, but because <laughs> we are looking for, you know, we're looking for scenery coffee. and coffee at six it's o'clock not like in the morning. Coffee because we've been awake since, you know, three o'clock because we're on the East Coast time and the, we're finding the one coffee shop that opens like who opens first these guys open at six this is where we're going <laughs> and you did you found a coffee shop you actually went to two looking for the right one for me which I feel so blessed that you actually did that because you walked like two miles I did I wandered about looking for coffee shops and I I found the first one and they were closed for an emergency and weren't opening until nine I thought well this isn't acceptable on to the next one and we found another one that was quick dart wasn't that the name dart. of it I believe that was it they had little darts in the wall it was very cute they did cute. it was very cute. very cute and the cashier was so smitten with that guy that came in it was adorable oh some guy came in with like a box of pastry and she opened up this box of pastry and was all swoony and I thought I don't know if it's that she really likes this guy or if he's just continuing to buy her pastry and she's playing a good game I mean I'm gonna say this as someone who enjoys a good pastry I would be okay with swooning for a pastry right? or two I mean I might I might have done so in my in my single years see so we'll never know but it, it could have been but definitely if she was not actually swooning she was playing the swoon quite I, I've kudos to her academy award style <laughs> but um great coffee I know the next day we went in we had a little chorizo burrito for myself you had an empanada it was delicious it was really good it stuff was really good yeah. stuff so highly recommend but it's very walkable from where we stayed we stayed at the hotel mm-hmm. Californian which we've stayed a number of times at the Hotel Californian. Um, this time, however, it had far better water pressure than ever before. Yes, on occasion, the water only kinda comes out. You're like, you're waiting to, as when you're a lady and you have long hair, you need actual water to rinse the shampoo out. You sometimes feel like you're just standing there like any any time now, enough water pressure to wash this out of my hair. <laughs> it's it's like the nozzle has prostate problems. Yes. It's, it's really unfortunate. That's an it's really description. But it, but it, right now it is beautiful water flow. I mean, Hotel Californian. I always like staying there. It's a nice, quiet hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you are immersed. So it's, it's not just like one big tower. It's a couple different buildings. So you're kind of entrenched in the city, as it were, in a nice way. Um, and so you're like in different areas. It's, it's just, it's lovely. I really enjoy the, the only hotel thing California. is I, and I, I love the hotel, but and this is the case with any of the hotels like this when there's five or six buildings. And especially if I've stayed at the hotel more than once, I come back to the front entrance and I'm like, wait, where's my building? And I'll like automatically go into the one I went to on the last program. It's like, nope, those are the wrong room numbers. Let me try the other direction. So I do spend a little bit of time wandering aimlessly looking like I don't know where I'm going because I don't. I do feel like that we stay at the Pendry in San Diego, which we stay at probably like 10 times a year. I feel like I should write my room number on my hand. Like my mom would write like her <laughs> number on my hands, like in case I got lost as a kid. Yeah. Like she'd be like 813. Like, this today I am an 813. Yes. Yes. Cause I can't even tell you how often I go to the wrong floor. I just start walking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all the floors look the same. Have you this ever tried good. to open the wrong hotel room with the key? Like have you ever gone? Uh, to- yes. This is insane. Yes. Yes. And I did that, unfortunately. And one of our coworkers um, opened the door on me and he was like, you're not staying here tonight. I was like, you are right. This is not my room. <laughs> not here and for I you. I am not here for favors. <laughs> like I am leaving. So, um, so yeah, so, so we did that. But the reason we were in Santa Barbara was to drive the new Subaru Solterra, which is an all electric SUV. We're going to call it SUV. I always think of it more of like a crossover, but it's more SUV like than the Toyota BZ4X, which is basically its twin in most ways. Um, but it's different in a few places that count. Yeah. One of the big things that's different about the Solterra is that 
it's it's a Subaru and it has a certain Subaru ness to it. How's how's that for a description? I think it's accurate. Like it's it's got a, it's got a little bit more of a lift on it, right? It's got more ground clearance. Yes, and than the BZ4X co- does. And it has uh, what Subaru calls it. Oh gosh, I'm mixing up my car company's X mode. Uh, Subaru has their X mode, yes. so that which is that they're sort of like off road mode. And I don't want you to think like let's be clear, this is not crawling over rocks, going crazy you know, off-road mode. It's the off-road mode that lets you, say you, you know, rented a cabin and you have to drive a little off-road to it because it's secluded. You can probably get there. Or you have just, you know, you're trying to get to a lookout and there's sort of like a two-track that's kind of rutted with a little bit of loose dirt on it. You can get there. But genuinely, you can take it off-road. Like, they don't mean like a tiny little track you could take a Camry on. That's always my, my like, go-to comparison. <laughs> I if love they, how you say that. Like, like we have actually off-roaded a Camry deep in the Oregon forest which is a story for another day we did so it's like if the camry could do it be surprised what the camry can do if the camry can do it that doesn't count as off-road if i could take my camry on it no it has to be more than a camry level of off-road capability and it has that like you can genuinely take it off-road and you know we got to some spots where it was a pretty good incline up and come you know enough so that when you get and you're coming down the other side there's that moment where you're just looking at blue sky. Like you can't see where you're going because yeah. all you see is the sky. Had to hop out and I'm kind of thinking, we feel like we could fall off a cliff. Let me make sure we won't. And you have to hop out yeah. and look and see. And I'm like, <laughs> go a little to the right, go a little to the left so you can you know, be a little bit of a spotter. Uh, so I think that's one of the big things with Zoltari. You can genuinely take it into the dirt. It is definitely a more capable vehicle than the BZ4X. Um, I also don't have to keep looking at the show notes to get the name right because Solterra is easy to remember and BZ4X will never be something that will stay in my brain. It's terrible. That name is absolutely awful. But so we're telling, we're telling them kind of how we drove it, but where we drove it was really cool. So like we were talking about with Range Rover, because as you do, we took a charter flight mm-hmm. from Santa Barbara to Catalina Island. Yep. Which is down closer to Orange County. If you're if you're looking at a map of California, it's about it's about a forty five minute plane ride. I think all in by the time we boarded and did all that. Right. Um, flew to Catalina to what is called the airport in the sky. That's literally its name, airport in the it, sky. It, it has a little. But sign. you look at it; it looks just like an airport in the sky. In the like sky. it's on top of a hill, and it's the landing strip is very much like don't fall off the end of it. Yeah, and, it does um, feel like if your pilot doesn't break properly, it's like all over. Hope you enjoyed your visit. Yeah. Now you're plummeting to your yes. doom. <laughs> it's very Nepal-like yes. in that sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so so we we flew up there. We got to drive on the island, which if you don't already have a car there, you don't live there, you can't get a car on the island. Like people usually go go-karts. Within the town of Avalon, there's like a little taxi service and bus service. But this, we actually got to take the Subaru Soterra off-roading. There's, I think, like 27 miles of off-road roading, which is kind of mostly trail driving, honestly, um, on the island. Uh, or we had one major, large obstacle to avoid. That was kind of like our whole thing throughout the day. Like, try the car and also don't destroy it by running into... Buffalo. Sorry. Buffalo. Buffalo. Bison. bison. (laughs) I wanted to say buffalo. I'm like, that's not the right word. Bison. I missed my cue and it says it right there, but I was watching you and not watching the notes. So, (laughs) well, thank you. So bison were a thing and apparently they supposedly got to the island because of some movie that was filmed at one point and they bought, brought bison over. That's a lot of bees. Bought bison, bought the animals to the island 
And then left them there. (laughs) (laughs) They did. They did. So in the late 1920s, um, they filmed some movies on Catalina Island, left the bison there because it was too expensive to bring them back, according to local lore. And then they just had run of the island. And so hundreds of bison on the island that were not native to the island um, and over the years, Nicole and I learned, because of course, as you do when you have a cell signal on a remote island, you, you look up the, you Google the mating habits of the buffalo. As one uh, does, yes. Uh, as one does. And it we discovered that in 2006 or so, yeah. they started putting the bison on birth control after they noticed that the ideal population, based on several studies, which it's California, so I do not doubt the number of studies that Correct. they did. Um, they decided the ideal population was around 150. So they wanted to thin the herd naturally with you know, birth control. So now they have uh, they have reached that ideal number, and now they're actually starting to introduce uh, new bison into the herd uh, to give birth to widen the genetic pool because they don't want to turn it into um, a, the back of uh, Appalachia. Yeah, we don't want it to uh, be like Catalina. we don't need to be like the the you know the Romanovs and Tsar Nicholas, where suddenly they've interbred so yes. much time that none of the bison can survive anymore. So. Yes, I don't know if bison can get hemophilia. I guess that's, we need to I, You know what, it's California. I'm sure they've done a study and they can answer that question. I'm sure they have. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we drove it all around. We drove it there. It was beautiful scenery. I mean, if you've never been to Catalina, um, it's gorgeous. I do want to go back when I'm not driving a vehicle just to kind of take the boat over and explore a little bit further. Um, but it was great. It was a great way to show off the the actual prowess of the Subaru Solterra. Like we actually used the functions and the modes and you could feel the electric motors working and it was quiet and it was, it was lovely. It was a great way to spend a day. You know, it was funny. So they have a certain amount of signage they put up for us. It's normally like little arrows. Sometimes like it's a sign with the logo, whatever automaker that we're working with and to point you in the right direction, even though we have maps and we have drive routes, because sometimes things can be a little bit confusing. They did not have enough of those. And the funny thing, we made a wrong turn and they had said to us, do not go over 25 miles an hour. You're not allowed over 25. So we're all thinking, okay. <laughs> and I am, we're religiously sticking to that. We did not go over 25 because I thought the last we thing. We were very good students on this Yeah, trip. I think I don't want to get very in trouble good. on this little tiny island. But then we see a ranger driving behind a Solterra's. We've pulled over to take pictures and he's like flashing his lights. He doesn't, I don't know if he had actual light lights, but he's like flashing his headlights. And we think, oh my God, he must be speeding. And so we're taking our pictures. We get back to our car. We see the ranger coming back and he has another Subaru behind him. And then he walks up to us. I'm like, how can I even be speeding? I'm like standing on the ground. He's like, yeah, you guys are all going the wrong way. We're like, oh, okay. Yeah, there was a lot of that. But we all, what I loved is that we all, there were like three or four of us. We all went the same wrong way. So we all looked at it, made a logical decision and took the entirely wrong turn in this little island. (laughs) I feel like that's what you say. It's not a me problem. It's a you problem. Exactly. We needed one more sign at that intersection with a bright yellow arrow pointing us. And then we got a little ways further. The ranger's like, yeah, I'm going to lead you guys out. And we're driving along and he's behind us. And he's like telling us like honking when we're going the wrong way. And we come around the corner and there is, this gigantic delivery truck of some kind. And this is- It was for Boy Scouts of America. I did see that on the side. And it's like maybe a lane and a half road width. And now we have a car, a vehicle that's taking it up. So we're all driving backwards (laughs) to get to a point where it's like, okay, now we can all kind of wedge into this little outcropping, hang on for dear life and have the truck go by. And then we got along our way. Yeah. I will say though, and you you perfectly demonstrated this because you were driving during that stretch. 
was that the rear view camera is no duplicate for being able to actually turn around and use, because you did the dad mode, one arm over the seat, look it backwards, floored it backwards. And I was just like, that's my girl. Like there was no way I could have done that. Just looking at the camera. Cause there's that slight like depth perception, not quite right thing. And I thought, okay, that might work if I'm just trying to back up two feet. I cannot drive. (laughs) It was like a quarter mile. I cannot drive a quarter mile backwards. Looking at that screen. I did. I just threw my arm over the back seat, flying down the thing backwards. Yeah. But it was also, it wasn't just like we were driving on a road, right? It's like one side was a rock wall and the other side was a cliff. Yes. So there's also that added like you, so there was an element of they're learning how to drive. Yes. Parents, teach your children how to not use cameras, how to use mirrors, how to turn around. Yes. All that sort of stuff. Because should they find themselves on an island and have a truck coming towards them on a too narrow road, they're going to need to drive backwards for a bit and that camera ain't going to do it. (laughs) <laughs> and also, like, if the camera goes out, yes. electronics fail. So, anyway, they do. feel safe. Teach your kids how to drive well. Yes. Uh, but anyway, so after we we survived the off-roading um, with pleasure, yes. barely, barely survived it with pleasure, um, we almost hit Bison on our way back up to the airport. Um, remember, we came around that corner, and they were standing there. I'm like, oh, oh. They were, like, right like, there, oh. and Bison are not small. Yeah. So we come around this narrow little corner, and there's, I think, maybe four, but they are right at the road. And I know that they're not really giving me the stink eye, but I kind of felt like they were. They're like, go ahead, They kind of bring always it. look upset. Mm. Like, that's kind of like Bison. You're like, they're not, they're not, they're not. <laughs> You know, they're not so friendly, it's not, like, it's loving not, Can I say it? I don't know what swears I can say. It's not resting bitch face. It's resting bison face. Is that what? <laughs> I mean, if we've got WTF for Watts of Freedom, I think you could have RBF be resting bison, bison face. Resting bison I don't see face. why not. Okay. Yeah. So, so then we, we went back up to the airport, the sky, we flew back and uh, we landed in Santa Barbara after a little bit of a bumpy ride. It yeah. was pretty windy getting back in Santa sketch. Barbara. So yep. a little sketch, but, um, fantastic pilots uh took care of us mm-hmm. getting us back there and they said you know here's a drive route you can drive for the next three hours and we looked at it we were like or or we can go explore the pastry capital of the uh of the <laughs> of the coastal area yes and we decided to go up to Solvang which for some reason out of all the places you and I have been we've never been to Solvang and it's kind of right up our alley it was amazing it's pastry it's pastry and, wine. and they have okay they it's all this um sort of like uh Danish stuff Danish like pastries but also stuff from Denmark like that's the big thing and there's windmills and but the thing is they have Ebelskivers, which are these little okay google it good luck spelling it people because it's spelled like different ways depending on who you ask but they're think like a little tiny, like like a donut hole. But instead, it's a pancake kind of thing, and you can put stuff in the middle. You could put apple, you could put chocolate, you can put peanut butter and jelly. How do I know? Because I actually have an apple skiver pan. That I've been making these for the kids for years. I have literally. You're quite the baker. I, you are quite the baker. I am, and I literally have never seen them for real, like in the real world. I've only seen them online and started making them, and I like see it on a sign. I'm like. <gasps> Oh my gosh, they actually sell those here. It's a thing. It was like, you can get them. I'm like, I don't need to come here for them. I just make them on a Sunday morning. So so we we went to Solvang with its windmills and all of its its Danish everything. And we we got some pastries for trying there. We uh, did. Which at, the, at the Olsen's Danish Village Bakery, as one does. Yes. And we also, you and I ordered... The Seven Sisters Butter Ring. Because it was home. on the sign. We had no idea. It was on the sign and it looked nummy. And it's like kind of the size of about a dinner plate, right? Maybe not quite as big as a dinner plate or like a pie. It comes in a little pie box. And the thing was like she wraps up one for She puts it in, you know, plastic and then puts it in the box because we're traveling, which is perfect because then you don't have to worry about it getting all over your stuff as you're traveling. She hands us the box. And I'm like, 
oh my God, these must be solid butter. They were the heaviest Danish ever. It was, it was like a five pound Danish. And can I say, so you and I both flew them back across the country to our homes. We um, did. I, it took me like three, I took my husband and I like three days to finish it. It was the most amazing Danish I've ever had. I would recommend flying to Solvang, getting yourself a butter ring from Olsen's and flying back home because it will last. It, it, was, it did not like the Danish didn't like fall apart or shred. It was fantastic. Yep. Although I did have the weirdest thing going through security. Somehow my bag got flagged. Yours bag did not. As we're just crying, like going because through I TSA. took my butter ring out. I did. So take, you your, take your food out. Yeah, I didn't take, take the butter ring out. out. So the guy gets it and he's he was the world's most 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 thorough TSA agent. Um, oh, and God. he literally. Literally yes. opens the box. He looks at the box, which has like a pretty picture and shows it's Danish. It smells like Danish when he takes it out of my bag. He's like, I need to open this. And I was like, okay. He opens the box. He's still looking inside. I'm thinking, what do you think it is? Like, it is a Danish. It looks like a Danish. It smells like a Danish. It feels like a Danish. It is a Danish. Like, put my Danish away. But he did. He put my little Danish away and I got to go on the plane. Meanwhile, I'm trying not to be like sarcastic at TSA and laugh. And Eileen standing on the other side of the plexi, laughing her butt off at me and I'm like thanks thanks you're gonna get me arrested by TSA because I'm gonna just start randomly laughing in line and break some protocol and that's it well there was some woman in front of you that was taking up an abnormal amount of time because she like did not pack well she had no here's what it is she had she had stuff everywhere she had everything in her bag was in a ziploc bag like sandwich size ziploc bags and the guy decided to open up every one of these sandwich bags which are clear by the way and you can see right through them I'm like that's her makeup that's her hair products those appear to be her face cream. What is what is up, dude? So he was he was extremely thorough in his search, and she thorough. was extremely thorough in her packing. It was a terrible combination. It was very interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, let me talk more about our experience at the airport. When we come back from the next break. Yes. Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Right, we are back from break. I am Eileen. I am Nicole. And we are talking to you about our experience going through the Los Angeles International Airport to the stars. Ah. LAX as it's abbreviated. And uh, I will say zero, it rates out of 10 generally in my heart for airports <laughs> I like going through. Um, but it was recently, it, it is rising on the charts. It is. Uh, it is because Delta has opened a new terminal. And we were there the day it opened, not a day after, not a few days after. It literally opened that morning and they had little people in orange vest all outside of the old one, waving people on to the new one. I don't understand why little blinky signs couldn't do that, but they had little people in orange vests waving us all down to the next terminal and it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. So they knocked down the old Terminal 3, built a new Terminal 3. It is gorgeous. It is mm-hmm. clean. It is bright. It is everything that Terminal 2 is not. It eliminates the crazy of having to take shuttles between terminals with not enough time to connect because it was this weird, like, and it depended when you got to LAX. Today, you could have gone and it would have been turn left, go downstairs, turn right, you get to the shuttle. A week later, nope, now you go up, you go down, you go around a pillar, you go through a tunnel. You It was so confusing. It was the most stressful part of every trip, wondering what was going to happen when and you got to LAX. And it smelled like mildew. 
Oh, the whole it thing smelled oh, it like awful. mildew. It was, oh, it was it. terrible. But now yeah. it is this beautiful new terminal. And inside this beautiful new terminal is a beautiful new Sky Club that we went into as we they did, opened walked, it. Yeah, we happened to go through security and walk by. And by happened, I genuinely mean happened. Like, this is not something we planned. We did not. Walk by Sky Club and they were like, we're going to open in a few minutes. And Nicole and I were like, well, here we are. Here we like, are. We are around. ready. Yes. And so we went into the beautiful new LAX Sky Club in Terminal 3. There's still Sky Club in Terminal 2 mm-hmm. for the people who choose that experience. Don't, don't choose that experience. Go, don't to choose that experience. go to the or new one. Go to the new one. Or maybe go so you leave us with Terminal 3. Mm. But like whatever you choose to do. Um, but the new Sky Club is beautiful. It's it's a lot like um, the one at SLC, which is Salt Lake, which is another hub for Delta. Yeah. Uh, where you walk in, you scan your scan your car and your boarding pass. Uh you go up the escalator and it's just a vast expanse. It's huge. It just keeps, it's like, very, it's a little bit on the narrower side. So you're kind of just, but the way it's worked out, it doesn't look like one long stretch. There's twists and turns and little nuggies. They have nuggies, cubbies. <laughs> <laughs> There's chicken McNuggets everywhere. No, there, there are probably no chicken are chicken McNuggets if you looked hard enough. There's two giant buffets, like one in the back, one in the front. They have a little candy station. They have a little coffee station. They have a little snack station. There's like two full bars and one of them is actually outside. They have, I think they call it the Sky Lounge, I think. It's amazing. It is outdoors. You're sitting. And they've got a little bit of an outdoor thing going at Salt Lake, too. But this one, you walk out. And because it's L.A., it's sunny. There's couches. You can prop your feet up on your suitcase, not on the table. Don't, Don't do have that. my mother come from you. Mm-hmm. But, like, but you can watch the planes. You can smell the jet fuel. You can enjoy your drink. You can enjoy <sighs> your food. It's just like a lovely little respite from the rest of the airport, and especially from just all of L.A. in general. And in a fun, and- very L.A. moment, um, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad was there. He has a mezcal that he made with Brian Cranston. I hope I got all the names right there. And he came and he was tending bar. Like literally he just wanders in. He's like, hey, how you doing? And I'm thinking, why is everyone looking at this guy? Who is, it? Who is this? Why is he like, who is he? Get out of my sky club. Right. You don't belong Get here. out of the way. And then he goes to tend bar and I see him like, oh, he's by that that giant pile of mezcal that they had on boxes and a display. And with the sign, oh, the sign is a picture of him. And he sat there and he tended bar. He's the most charming guy. He was cracking jokes and taking pictures and waving to people in their little Instagram videos. Quite the charming guy. I did not try the mezcal though because they had already come around with champagne because they were sort of celebrating. And I felt like a glass of champagne in the middle of the day when I haven't eaten a lot before I get on a you know six hour flight home is enough. We don't need to add anything else. <laughs> yeah, and it was not a small glass of champagne. They yeah. were very proud to offer us the free champagne, a which was very lovely. large and glass of champagne. Yes, yes. And congratulations to Delta on their new yeah, LAX it's terminal. I look. I actually look forward to flying in and out of Terminal Three now. Maybe yeah. not Terminal Two, but uh, Terminal Three for sure. I will be. I will be frequenting the Sky Club as it were. Yes. Um. So we went home that day. And so we could go back on the road. Mm-hmm. And so next week we will go to the, we'll talk to everybody about going to the desert to drive the Kia Sportage in Palm Springs. Yes. And the GMC Sierra 1500 Denali Ultimate and AT4X, which we'll be driving in San Diego and in the desert near Palm Springs. Yes. So, so- two separate trips. Two different days, but we'll be, uh, we'll take it. We're going to desert next week. We're That's going, to, we're the we're going to the desert. We're going to the desert. All desert all the time. Yeah. All desert all the time. And then I think we're kind of done with California for a little bit. You say we're that. You places. just guarantee there's going to be an invite to California in five minutes. It pops in both our emails. I know. Actually, Dang it will because because uh, 
Bronco Raptors coming up, and that's that's in that's in California as well. See, see what you've but done. That's okay. Any... I I did. I I I, I spoke. I, I spoke before I thought. <laughs> I had high hopes. I had high hopes. But there's really cool stuff coming that's there not is. in California. Yes. There's cool stuff coming. It's in California. It's gonna be a great next ex- next episode. So stay tuned, and we'll see you next week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.